Good evening and welcome to First Baptist Church, Bowling Green, Kentucky for this special edition of Wednesday Night Worship as we continue on our journey through faith stories. And you know that we're going through Hebrews chapter 11, the great hall of faith, and looking at the ways in which great heroes of the faith trusted God through life's ups and downs and honestly being inspired by their stories. Along this way, we also want to be inspired by stories of folks that are heroes of the faith right here in our own community. And today, we have a gentleman who, if you've ever been around First Baptist Church or frankly, uh, Greenview Hospital, you know this man. This is Mike Jones. Uh, Mike serves currently as a deacon, and in fact, he's the chair of our deacons. He is the greeter extraordinaire who helps all the rest of us greet others and welcome others. He is a name rememberer and he is a hugger. He also oversees our Celebrate Recovery ministry that meets here every Tuesday night. And Mike, what God has done and continues to do through Celebrate Recovery is just unbelievable and truly nothing short of miraculous. And so it's our joy to have you here tonight and to get to hear your story. Uh, but before we get into that, let's pray together. Okay. Father, we love you and we thank you so much for this opportunity to sit down with Mike and Lord, to be inspired by the ways in which you have worked in him and through him and continue to do so. Lord, we're just so thankful for our brother in Christ. We're so thankful for his bride. We're so thankful for his daughter. And we're so thankful for all the ways that this community is blessed through him. And so, Lord, we turn our attention to you, and we pray that you would speak to our hearts as we hear a faith story from right here in our own community. We ask your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Mike, I always like to start at the beginning, so we're going to go all the way back uh, several years ago. Many of you may not know this, but Mike's dad was actually our very first official minister of music at First Baptist Church. Jim Jones, yeah. your dad, was minister of music here uh, a few years ago. Yes. So how did uh, your journey with First Baptist Church start? Well, I was born in Bowling Green, so uh, my dad had been here about a year, and so I was pretty much born into this church, and uh, we stayed here for five years uh, before he moved on to First Baptist Church Atlanta. But for those first five years, uh, I had an older brother. Uh, it's about two and a half years older. And so every Sunday, uh, one of us would fall asleep, <laughs> and my mom couldn't pack us both out to the car. So uh, people of, of just wonderful faith and, and true true heroes of mine uh, packed me out to the car. Uh, and Tandy Faxon was one of them, and uh, A. Ray Douglas uh, was another. And so um, from there we moved to Atlanta. Uh, my dad became the minister of music, First Baptist Church Atlanta when it was downtown, a huge church. And uh, I was certainly in my element. That's what I did. Um, I, I went to church Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesdays. I was a royal ambassador. I sang in the choir. Uh, I, I acted in plays. Um, I, I'm sure there are other things. I wore my Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts uniform just about every Sunday to church. If I didn't wear it, I had a clip-on tie uh -huh. and a sports jacket. Uh, one of my favorite memories is every Saturday night, uh, we would uh, put papers down on the floor and get our shoes out and polish our shoes. My dad grew up uh, in a barbershop as a shoeshine boy for his dad. And uh, so it was just a routine that, that we embraced. Even if I didn't wear those shoes again for the, a week, 
every Saturday night, we got the shoe shine kit out, and my brother and my father and myself uh, got our shoes ready. And if my mom needed uh, her shoes shine, we'd do hers as well. So, uh, wonderful memories uh, out of Atlanta. About five years later, uh, my mom and dad both had the opportunity to come back to Bowling Green as professors, teachers at Western. And my mom was in the nursing department and my father in the music department. So it's that transition. I'm about uh, 10, 11, 12. I was in the uh, fifth grade. And uh, things were going well, but my dad did not have a home church. Uh, He did take a part-time job as a minister of music at Forest Park Baptist Church, where I got to uh, meet and become friends with uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Pastor Morris. Um, Yeah. And uh, enjoyed those times there, but it became more of a part-time ministry. Mm -hmm. And that part-time ministry meant that uh, I didn't go to church like I did on Sunday evenings and Wednesdays anymore. And so as I grew older, it seemed like I transitioned away from that routine. And so when I got old enough to make up my own mind, I decided that I had other things to do on Sunday morning than to go to church. Mm -hmm. So that started a long process of uh, bad choices and um, consequences. So when I came to First Baptist Church, I'm going to move forward Uh, back until about the year 2000, and I came back, um, I knew that I needed to reconnect to Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh, 20-something years of of bad choices um, left me feeling empty and um, broken, and I knew that I needed um, to reconnect again to Jesus Christ. So I went to a number of churches and uh, came to First Baptist, and it was there that Tandy Faxon, A. Ray Douglas, and a number of other uh, fine men of faith reminded me of uh, when I was a, a child, a baby, wow. and, and them taking care of me. So uh, I joined the church, uh, met a woman. Uh, Sixteen months we were married, uh, and she, had, she was the same. She was born into this church, and her name is Phoebe. And um, that was a good part of my life. I had really intentionally made an effort to become, uh, I think, what God intended me to be. So now I moved to 2016, uh, and um, we had called a new pastor to our church, Jeff Reynolds. And really, it was his first full month. And we had started a program uh, here at church uh, where people came and gave their testimonies. And... um, I was asked to give my testimony. So in doing so, I had about a 13-minute window, and I had to condense my life into a nice little folder, uh, about four pages of uh, typed-out memories, uh, thoughts, things like that, that would fit into a church service. So you introduced me, I think, on that uh, January 24th, 2016, to come and give my testimony, and I doubt too many people knew what I was going to say. So I'm sure there were some. Uh, I had confided in some. So uh, I stood up and uh, in- introduced myself as some of uh, the things that I am, what I do. Uh, I was a deacon. I was a part of a number of teams here at First Baptist Church. I was a father. I was a husband. I was a nurse. 
And uh, I said, that's all well and good. That's what I am. But who I am when nobody's watching uh, is what God wants to know. The character that I have um, that comes from Jesus Christ. So I said, I should have introduced myself by saying, hi, my name is Mike. I'm a believer who struggles with drug and alcohol addictions. Well, a weight just shifted and, and released uh, at that moment to where I'm sure I swallowed hard and said, Ooh, that was easier than I thought. Mm. Because it got that flawed um, history of mine out. I was no longer in a um, bubble of denial. So 13 minutes of uh, this is my story and this is my song. Um, went into uh, how I'd made some bad choices, uh, become, became dependent on drugs and alcohol. And what you learn in, in Celebrate Recovery or AA or NA is uh, the drugs of choice are our solution. They're not our problem. Our problems are much deeper than, than the addiction. Mm. Um, that's, our, that's what we're using to try to fix our problems. So. As I went through my testimony, uh, I incorporated a number of verses that were important to me. And, and two of the verses that, that are kind of the bookends of Celebrate Recovery uh, are 2 Corinthians 12, 9, where Paul's asking God to remove the thorn from his flesh. And uh, God says, no, uh, because in your weakness, I am made strong. And Paul understood that through his weakness, uh, God could then become strong through him. And that's what our first step is, whether it's in AA or Celebrate Recovery, is to realize we're not God, mm. that we admit that we are powerless over our compulsions to do the wrong thing, and that our lives are unmanageable. It's real simple. Mm. You know, you have to let go and let God. Yeah. So um, as you begin those steps, you begin a journey with... Um, God, that, that a lot of people stay um, as their higher power and, and they aren't introduced to Jesus Christ. And Celebrate Recovery came along at a wonderful time for, the, for me in this church. And uh, it led to uh, an opportunity to, to invite those in the community uh, to come and, and um, be a part of a recovery program that is based on biblical principles and gives us the opportunity to share Jesus and we ask that they just come as they are. And we tell them it's for hurts, hangups, and habits. It's more than just addictions. It's anger, it's um, food addictions, it's um, codependency, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's self-control. And I mean, you can just go on and on as to what benefits um, you can obtain through this, step, this uh, ministry um, by just showing up. Yeah. You know, we'll let God do the rest, just show up. So now we're probably about into our sixth year of this ministry mm -hmm. on Tuesday nights where we feed people uh, physically, we always say, and then spiritually we come up here and, and do a devotion that primarily applies to the principles found in uh, Matthew 5, mm -hmm. the Beatitudes. So when we go back to that very first uh, principle where we let go and let God and realize that we are not in control, uh, we emphasize we are spiritually poor. Mm. And that's important for them to uh, define and understand that that's where God meets us. Right. And that's where He's good with us being. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have to be 
ashamed of it. And we have to now embrace kind of our hurts, hang-ups, and habits, use those um, moving forward to help others. So that's the other end of the ministry that uh, is the eighth principle, or in A, the twelfth step. And that's from uh, 2 Corinthians 1, where it says, um, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles, mm. so that we can then comfort those with trouble with the same comfort God has given us. That's right. So that's, that's just saying, take this message and share it. Take this message and hug yeah. and listen and embrace and say, I'm not here to judge you, mm -hmm. fix you, or enable you. Mm. So that's Celebrate Recovery. It's, a, again, Bible-based um, introduction to Jesus Christ as our higher power, as our Lord and Savior. So the, the, the cool thing about that is on that 24th of January, uh, when I was supposed to be in the uh, sanctuary worshiping, um, I was scheduled to do the 31st. Mm -hmm. And you had contacted me and said, well, there's a scheduling conflict. You had something else on the 31st already planned. Could I do it on the 24th? Well, I was pretty much ready. I had my nice little 13-minute testimony. And uh, I said, well, I guess. Yeah, let's just, let's just go with that. And then on the 24th, uh, the weather had uh, changed, mm -hmm. and the snow came, and there were a number of smaller churches who decided to cancel, not only in Warren County, but surrounding counties. And uh, those folks tuned in to our broadcast that yeah. day. And I heard from a number of people who said, I watched you on television. Yeah. And you never know who's out there having those issues, those That's problems. Right. Uh, and uh, when, when I think they know that it's okay to express them, mm -hmm. uh, then a lot of others uh, feel free to do so too. So that's been a very uh, humbling um, part of this journey. You know, Micah 6, 8 says, uh, what does the Lord ask of you? And it's to act justly, um, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. And that's what, again, I'm, I'm trying to capture in the Word. Uh, I like use, utilizing uh, other resources. You mentioned the chosen. Mm -hmm. What a blessing that is. Oh, my. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. And it just puts it in a perspective that we can relate to. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a big fan of Eugene Peterson and all of his, his uh, works, his, his uh, message uh, that he translated, his uh, sermons that are in a book form. Um, I just picked up a book in the library the other day from Philip Yancey. I've seen multiple times uh, The Jesus You Never Knew. Mm. And I'm thinking this is a book I've, you know, God put in my hands yes, sir. to read. So uh, it's been a good, a good place for me to be. Um, I know that hug that day on the 24th, I still feel it uh, because um, when I was finished and saying, this is my story and this is my song, my name is Mike, thanks for listening. Yeah. We had a good solid hug. Yes, sir. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, it was just, you know, I'm, I'm able to be the Mike Jones God needs me to be, to be the husband I need to be, to be the dad I need to be. Um, I came to church expecting something. Mm -hmm. And I forgot that I was, should be coming to church to worship, yes, sir. to glorify God. And I try to convey that to my daughter um, and to the folks at CR to say, just show up. God will do the rest. So. Mike, you do such a good job with that. And 
I can tell you, going all the way back to that January 24th day, God in His providence, that snow that came, nobody was expecting, and, and uh, I'm sure that there were conversations of should we meet, should we not, what should we do? And I can't tell you the number of people who came to me and said, what about Mike Jones's testimony? And the vulnerability that the Lord led you to embrace and that you then embraced in obedience to Him spoke to my heart. It spoke to so many people, both in the room and watching on television. Um, sometimes we get in our mind that the church is a museum for the saints, and it's never, never supposed to be that. It was never designed to be that. It's a hospital for sinners. Yes. And one of the things that I love that you emphasize, particularly about Celebrate Recovery, but also about all the ministries of First Baptist Church, is that all of us have hurts and habits and hangups. We really do. And, you know, if I'm just looking at your life, here's, here's the child of a minister of music who served here and then First Baptist Church Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken, that's Charles Stanley's church. Right? It, it became his church. Uh, we were there right before he arrived. Pretty large and influential church. Yes. You're, you're in the doors every time they're open. And in fact, you're probably behind the doors when they're not open. Yes. And, uh, uh, and then you marry Phoebe, who is wonderful, who is the, the daughter of a well-known physician in our city and a longtime member of our church yes. and a foundational member of our church. And, and people looking at you from the outside might say, well, Mike's life is perfect. Got it all together. He's got everything together. Sure. He's in health care. He's giving people sound health care advice and he's taking care of people. I wish my life could be as easy as Mike Jones's life. <laughs> and the gift you gave to all of us by choosing to be vulnerable in that way was that you said it's okay to come to Jesus with hurts, habits, and hangups. In fact, that's the best place to go because He right. will receive you. And, and the other thing that I want to say, in this room, honestly, is where CR happens. And yeah. one of the, the best moments of CR, there are a couple, I mean, there's so many moments that happen within the context of a CR worship experience. Everybody comes up here after the, after the meal and there's some worship but then you give out tokens. And there's a first timer token, but then there's, there's all the tokens celebrating milestones of sobriety. And whether it's sobriety uh, with regard to drugs and alcohol, or whether it's sobriety with regard to a food addiction, or whether it's I haven't exploded in rage for 90 days, or whatever that case may be, the celebration that happens when people are willing to step out of these rows and come forward, a couple things happen. Number one, when they stand up, the whole place goes wild. And to me, that is such a picture of the kingdom of God. You know, the Bible says that when one sinner repents and comes home to Jesus, all the angels rejoice. And that's what we see happen here. We see sinners repenting. And by yes. the way, we're all sinners. All of us, Mike, me, the guys that are in the room with us right now, we're all sinners and that includes you. So when any of us repent and come to Jesus, the, the heavens rejoice. And we see a picture of that here. But then, and here's what's so beautiful, is when they get to the front here, they've stepped out. And, and you've stepped out in faith like that. I've stepped out in faith like that. I didn't do it the first time. Uh, the second time, the third time, but finally I worked up the nerve, the courage to step out. And you meet them right here with your arms wide open. You may have never seen them before a day in your life. They may look like they've got it all together and they may look like it's all falling apart or somewhere in between. And you just embrace them. And the picture that I get in my mind, uh, I can't remember the artist, but there's a picture of Jesus embracing a man who you can tell is broken. Mm -hmm. 
And that's what the church ought to be. And so, Mike, I want to say thank you on behalf of First Baptist Church and the Kingdom of God for helping us better be what the church ought to be. Yeah. And that is a place for people with hurts and habits and hangups who come and find healing and hope and help in Jesus Christ. I didn't mean to alliterate all that, but it works. Um, but I just want to say thank you yes. uh, for My who pleasure. you are and what yes. you do. Um, anything else you want to share with us today? Well, I. Uh... I do have the opportunity to do some visitations through uh, my work as a nurse. And so I did um, go and see one of our church members this past week. And this is kind of how I'd like to, to show others that, that uh, what First Baptist is really about and, and how God is working here. And uh, I went in to say hi. He said hi. And a couple of family members were there and uh, just some basic greetings. And uh, before I could really get into how are you doing, he wanted to know how the church was. What's wow. going on at First Baptist Church? Hmm. And it just, um, it, you know, resonates with me that the family, the community of believers um, that come uh, and show up mm -hmm. because uh, COVID really created a um, social distance. I'm tired of using that phrase, but we know what it means. Uh, and that's what, that's what we miss. We miss this, hmm. this connection that we get when we show up and are here together. And uh, that was just a wonderful question. And I was glad to answer. I came up with as many responses as I could. So um, a, a good family to yeah. be a part of. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. We, we had that young man yesterday ask us if this was a good church. I said, yeah, it's a good church. Stick around. That's Enjoy right. the service. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, well. Oh, it's, um, you know, again, I just say God will take care of, of that individual uh, when they walk through the door. That's right. Yes. That's so, right. Thanks for having me. At the end of CR, everybody says, keep coming back. Yeah. It works if you work it. That's right. And it's so true. Yeah. And it's so true. I told Jordan, um, I went to an AA meeting with um, standing room only crowd to see Adam Vibbert's story. Mm -hmm. Adam is a friend of ours and, and I had to wait for a seat. It was wow. that crowded. Well, at the end of the night, this was at the clubhouse and uh, at, uh, in Bowling Green. And uh, they got up and I thought, no way are they going to circle up and hook up and do the Lord's Prayer. No way. They, way. <laughs> wow. And it just resounded in that room and I thought, we have to do this and celebrate recovery. So uh, that's what we do. Yeah. Our, our, our serenity prayer and our Lord's Prayer. Amen. Yeah. Well, we're going to close our service here in just a moment. But for those of you who are familiar with Wednesday night worship, you know that we close every single one of these with the Lord's Prayer. And I want to tell you, the way we do it comes exactly from what Mike does every Tuesday night at Celebrate Recovery. And so, Mike, thank you so much for being oh, here. My pleasure. But let's join our hearts and minds and even our voices to pray that prayer that our Lord Jesus taught us to pray. Let's pray. Whose Father? Our, our Father, Father, who, who art, art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, Mike. My pleasure. God Thank bless you, you brother. All right.